through 20. We're going to focus on verse 19 this morning. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. amen. And verse 19 reads as thus. Look what it says, y'all. It says, look. Repent. Not to be preachers talking about repentance, y'all. I thought y'all was about to run when I said that. <laughs> Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. We find ourselves living in a time where our society and culture has made wrong popular, attractive, and appealing to so many. And we witnessed the boldness to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, act the wrong way, agree to what is moral, immorally wrong, and make wrong decisions that affect the life and liberty of people through the actions of politicians. I'm going there, y'all. Political leaders celebrities, and those in authoritative positions within our society and culture who believe wrong is the end thing to do and to be. Y'all praying with me this morning? But wrong, look at this, y'all, is not limited to our secular society and culture. For we, too, who make up the church are not exempt from being wrong and doing wrong, which was revealed, witnessed, and confirmed by the actions of some pastors, some preachers, and some parishioners that ushered in 2024 totally wrong. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And that shouldn't surprise you and I, because when we examine, look at this, y'all, the origin of wrong we see that, that it's birthed and brought to life by sin. We're going somewhere this morning, y'all. It's tight, but it's right. Which means we all have some wrong in us. For the psalmist said in Psalms 51 and 3, surely I was sinful at birth. You thought you came out sanctified. The psalmist said, surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. I ain't talking about your mama, but I'm, the word of God says. <laughs> Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short and come short of the glory of God. I'll say it again. We all have some wrong in us. If you're honest this morning, raise your hand if you got some wrong in you. Wave it like you just... Somebody got to put up two hands. I'll put up. The Apostle Paul in Romans 7, around verses 15 through 23, testified about why wrong was in his life. He was honest, y'all. For he said, when I try to do right, I try to act right, I try to think 
right, I find myself doing what? Wrong. Look, because the sin that dwells with sin. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Amen. I might be preaching to myself. Hallelujah. See, wrong wants to control you. Uh, Wrong wants to take advantage of you. Wrong wants to overwhelm you. But the good news today, yesterday, and forevermore is that God has a remedy for your wrong. You want to be fixed this morning? You want a remedy for your wrong? God has the remedy for your wrong. Now, we are all familiar with remedies, amen. If you recall growing up when you were sick or injured, your parents or your grandparents used some remedies to make you well again. See, see, when you had a sore throat, the remedy recommended by your parents and grandparents was what? Gargle with some salt and water, warm water, amen? They were specific about this remedy, hallelujah. See, when you were playing outside, see, we used to play outside, y'all. We played stickball, we played... Uh, uh, we played, uh, uh, with the, with the, what was that um, in the street, y'all? We played, we played um, um, tops here. We played, we played outside. We played in the park. We played on swings. We, we played outside, y'all. See, see, when you were playing outside and you got some dirt in your hair, a, a ringworm was produced. Anybody anything about ringworms? See, the remedy recommended by our parents and grandparents was to rub some Glover's mane on that ringworm. There were some remedies exercised by our See, when we had a serious fever, your parents and grandparents would rub you down with rubbing alcohol. I mean, they probably lock you up for that now. And, 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 look, and if your fever was really bad, they would pour some brandy in a hot cup of tea to help you sweat your fever out, amen? Some of y'all still adding brandy to your stuff. And you sure enough won't have no fever. So we are familiar. We are familiar. Let me know. We, we're familiar, hallelujah, with, with man-made remedies. Hallelujah. But God's remedy for wrong, y'all, is supernatural. And when exercised with sincerity of heart, can produce some fruit in your life. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, when, when I exercise, exercise uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the supernatural with sincerity and heart, it can produce some fruit in my life. And here in these verses of Scripture, Peter, Simon Peter Petros is moved to share with his audience and we today what God's remedy is for wrong. And I think it, it, it just makes sense, y'all, that Peter, we be the one talking to us today about wrong. For, for if you recall, Peter cornered the market on wrong. Any Bible readers in the house this morning? See, when Peter was asked, uh, did, did, did he know Jesus? He said the wrong thing. He used some of the words, y'all, that we used to use. Amen? Yeah, when, when Jesus was about to be arrested, Peter pulled out his sword and did the wrong thing. Amen? Any carriers in the house this morning? <laughs> Just don't do the wrong thing. When Jesus told his disciples that he would suffer, die, and be raised again, Peter reacted the wrong way. Peter was wrong. Hallelujah. Now, now we can't be too hard on Peter. For, 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 for we are not too far removed for 
we too sometimes say the wrong thing. Uh, do the wrong thing. Uh, go the wrong places. Uh, uh, made some wrong decisions. Look, chose the wrong mate. My God, you stuck now. Embody the wrong attitude. Sought the wrong counsel. And posted the wrong comment, picture, and opinion on social media. Just like Peter, we too are wrong. Amen? Yeah, it's quiet in the house this morning. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, we are in dire need of God's remedy for wrong. Amen? But before Peter reveals God's remedy uh, for wrong, he first wants us in his audience uh, to recognize, oh my God, the power of Jesus. Due to what transpires as Peter and John, look, make their way to church. See how many of you know that the Lord will allow some things to transpire and happen on your way to church that are unexpected, amen? He may cause you to use a different route to get to church because of road construction that he may place you in a position to help someone that he be recognized and glorified in the process on your way to church. Yeah, there was a time when we walked to church, amen, and folks would stop us as we walked, and and they just had a a, a night of of, of drunken binging, and hallelujah, and God would give us a word to give to them. And here in chapter 3 of Acts, the Uh, which I like to call the book of action. Peter and John, two spiritual leaders and laborers for the cause of Christ, are making their way to church or to the temple, as the scripture says, to do what? To pray. Which is an important practice for our spiritual leaders to be partakers of. Now, Now, I know according to scripture, we are to pray for our spiritual leaders, but it's also imperative that our spiritual leaders be those who make prayer a priority in their lives that they may hear from God, be directed by God, and carry out what God has ordained for them to do. And spiritual leaders that make prayer a priority in their lives is shown in how they lead with love transparency, care, compassion, and understanding. Peter and John were those kind of spiritual leaders who on their way to pray, look, encounter a lame man from birth at the gate called Beautiful begging for money. And as Peter and John walked by the beggar, he commits to ask them for some money. But Peter says, man, we broke. Silver and gold we don't have, but, but, but what we do have, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, therefore in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the lame man did just that along with, look, some leaping, some jumping, and some praising God, which was, which was and is a proper response to being healed, placed on your feet after being down in your life so long, 
and delivered in the name and by the name of Jesus Christ. Y'all missed y'all shout. When he delivers you, when he picks you up, when he turns you around, when he heals you, there should be some leaping, some praising, and some, look, jumping for Jesus. Y'all missed y'all shout again. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has has he healed you? Has he delivered you? Has he taken care of you in spite of you? Therefore, you should show some signs by the way of praise. Amen. Come on, y'all. If you're happy and you know it, you show some signs. Yeah, we know. If you're happy and you know it, you clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, you stomp your feet. If you're happy and you really know it, you say amen. Therefore, if he has done something for you, great for you and to you, there should be some leaping, some jumping and some, look, praising any praises. I know it's cold, y'all, but the same God I serve, I know y'all serve too. And he has done some great things. Daryl, don't worry, I'll shout for you. Because God has healed us. Yeah, that's what he do, y'all. That's what he do because that's what he does. Amen? He is the God of healing. But while this miracle, I'm going to get out your way in a minute, y'all, because I know y'all cold. Y'all sitting there like y'all cold, too. If you, but if you start moving around like me in the spirit of praise, amen, you won't warm. Look, listen, it's not going to warm the outside. It's going to warm the inside of your soul. Hallelujah. Yeah, I ain't trying to pump you up, amen. I'm just trying to remind you that praise is calmly. That word calmly means attractive. Ow! So when we're praising God, we are attractive to God. Therefore, he inhabits the praises of his people. People, you know you're attractive this morning, amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's cold, but you're attractive. Yeah, but while this miracle, look at this, y'all, of healing was taking place. The onlookers were looking at Peter and began to look, give Peter the credit. They began to give Peter the shout out for this lame man's healing. But Peter, not wanting to be wrong anymore, took this opportunity to make sure all the onlookers, the follow, that his fellow Israelites recognized that it wasn't him that did it. But it was the power of Jesus Christ. That's our first point, y'all. The power of Jesus Christ needs to be recognized. Amen. Look at verse 11 and 12, y'all. Look at verse 11 and 12. It says, while the man held on to Peter and and John, anybody ever held on to you? When they needed you, and God gave you the wherewithal to hold them up. Amen. Amen. Somebody today needs somebody to hold on to. And is there anybody out there that has the power to help somebody and hold them up, y'all? God wants us to hold one another up in the house of God. Peter and John and all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Court. When Peter saw this, he said to them, look at this, y'all, fellow Israelites, Why does this surprise you? See, remember, he was healed in the name of Jesus. So Peter says, why are you surprised? Come on, believer, why are you surprised when the Lord blesses you? Amen. 
Yeah, yeah with, with, with the stuff you need. And then time sometimes bless you with the stuff you want. Amen. Because, because, because he's Jesus, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. Fellow Israelites, why, why are you so surprised? So look, why do you stare at us as if, look at this, y'all, by our own power or godliness, small g, we have made this man walk? <laughs> See, Peter didn't want any credit. Accolades or acknowledgement like some of us do. Amen. Yeah, you know, we want some acknowledgement. Amen. For what had transpired. No, his goal in this scenario, in this situation, was that his fellow Israelites recognized that it was the power of Jesus Christ that healed the lame man. Amen. And you and I who have been healed, kept, he has kept you. Delivered and set free need to recognize that it wasn't the prayer cloth you ordered off of Amazon or, 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 or that so-called miracle spring water they sent to you that they got out of Delaware River via FedEx. No, it was the power of Jesus Christ that did it. Say he did it, y'all. Oh, he did it. He did it. See, I know your physician is skilled and highly educated in the medical field, but it was the power of Jesus that they gave you your healing. Amen. I know your therapist is intelligent and good at what they do, but it was the power of Jesus that has regulated your mind and given you the victory over the things you were struggling with in your thought life. It was, it is, and it would always be the power of Jesus, of, of Jesus, of Jesus. He has some power, y'all, because all power belongs to Jesus, who is God in the flesh. Oh, we preach that here, amen? Jesus is God in the flesh, amen? For it was Jesus himself who said in Matthew 28 and 18, look at this, y'all. He backed it up. He says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And Jesus is not a man that he should lie, so I believe him. Amen? Amen. Yeah, see, that's why, that's why uh, uh, I have submitted to trusting and at all times in the Lord because power belongs to God. Uh, see, God has spoken once and twice have I heard this. Power belongs to God. Great is our God Almighty. He is strong in battle. Power belongs to God. <laughs> yeah, see, the world needs to recognize that the power to heal and change lives from lame to leaping belongs to God. Quinn, if you came in lame this morning, we want you to leave leaping this morning. And Jesus has the power to, to do it, amen. See, sometimes you're not lame in your legs. You could be lame in your mind. You could be lame in your heart. You could be lame in your feelings, amen. But, 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 but Jesus is here to turn your lameness, ow, if that's a word, into leaping. Ah, yeah, when you preach, you can make up some stuff. Words, amen. But Peter wanted them to know it wasn't him. How many of you will, 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 will do the same? 
where God uses you and they come to lift you up and pump you up. Well, you turn to them and said, no, it wasn't me. It was the power of Jesus. Amen. Encased in the look, the, the name of Jesus Christ oh, that made the lame man walk, leap, and praise God, you just keep saying the name of Jesus Christ, I guarantee you, it, it, it'll hit something way down in, and you'll begin to remember all he did for you, you on the cross of Calvary, how he suffered, bled, and died for you, and got up on the third day with all power in his hand, amen, put one foot on time, the other foot on turning, and said, all power is in my hand, amen, and now it's giving us the right to each, it'll make you. Now, Peter, Peter wanted them to recognize the power of Jesus. Amen. That's our first point. But, but then since Peter had their undivided attention, like I have y'all's, amen, amen. I can tell y'all. Y'all had y'all undivided attention this morning, amen. <laughs> amen. Probably because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 that they may recognize the power of Jesus. He now takes this opportunity to remind them of what they did wrong to Jesus. Look, look at verse 13 through 18, y'all. In the white red, I'm reading it again. It says, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant, Jesus, who delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Look, but you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the prince of life, the prince of peace. Whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom you see and know. They knew him, y'all. Yeah, there's some folks that knew you back then. And they see you now. Yeah, and, and, and they wonder what happened to you. Come on, you, you look the same. Come on, you haven't aged. You might have put on a, little, a few pounds, but you haven't aged. I went to, I went to a, a, a high school a reunion in the summertime. Y'all, left, I left so encouraged. They said, Steve, you still look the same. I said, all power belongs to God. <laughs> Verse 17, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did your fathers and your rulers. For those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Mm. Reminding, 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 reminding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second point, remember, remind them what they did wrong to Jesus. Now, reminding others of their wrong can go the wrong way if you do so with the wrong motive and motivation. Amen? Yeah, and if your motivation is to make them feel uh, bad, feel full of shame or feel full of pain or regret, bitterness or sorrow, that encounter can go the wrong way. And oftentimes that's the road we take as human beings who at times allow Satan to direct our motives. Amen. If this sounds like you, there's some bondage breaking that must take place in your life. Search your heart, y'all. 
and on Wednesday nights at Bible study, you can get some more intel on how to fight and be free from the enemy's grip. Hallelujah. We also have it on live stream. Amen. We'll have that information for you before you leave. Hallelujah. For, for, for we, we remind our husbands, our, our wives, our children, our family, our friends, our family members and associates of their wrong, look, so they can feel bad about what the wrong they did, especially when that wrong was directed to us or to you. Amen. But here in the text, Peter's motivation is not to remind them of their wrong to make them feel bad or punish them. See, his motivation for reminding them of their wrong is to point them to where they can get and obtain the remedy for their wrong. You see, Peter was more concerned about their future instead of their past. He focused on them turning their wrong to write through God's remedy. Amen. Yes, too many times we focus on the past of folk and, and forget to look at the future that God has for them. Now, I'm not trying to justify or pacify their wrong because their actions towards the king of glory were wrong. I mean, really wrong. And, and there are a few key for, um, phrases in these verses that confirm that. In verse 13, it says, whom you delivered up and denied. Verse 14 says, but you denied the Holy One. They were wrong, y'all. Verse 15 says, and they killed the prince of peace. Yes, yes, they were wrong. And what they did was wrong to Jesus and being reminded of it was in order. Yes, sometimes it's in order to remind others of their wrong. But as believers, we shouldn't do so to beat them up, uh, but, but build them up that they may do better, knowing that we too have done some wrong in our lives. Stop beating people up when they do wrong. Let's build them up, amen? Because we too have messed up, missed the mark, amen? Dropped the ball and sinned our 70. Let's stop beating them up and build them up. That they can be all they can be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm tired of beating people up. I want to build people up. Yeah, because I too have missed the mark. Amen. Now, if you check Paul's epistles, you will see that he used the same method of reminding us of how wrong we were when we were apart from God. Like I said, you weren't always saved. You might look, you weren't always, we weren't always saved. Amen? Yeah, yeah. See, apart from God, look, not to beat us up, but to build us up to appreciate what we have gained in Jesus Christ. Yeah, you have gained something eternal in Jesus Christ. Amen? It's everlasting. You can't lose it. You can't be plucked out of the... Amen? Look, look, Paul does so in these verses in Ephesians 2, 11 and 13. Look what Paul says. Therefore, remember, therefore, be reminded... That you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. That at that time you will look without Christ. You were wrong. We were wrong, y'all. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. 
having no hope without God in the world. But now, hallelujah, that's a but now, amen. I love them but nows in the Bible, amen, a Holy Ghost conjunction. Christ Jesus, amen, you, you were once afar off. Now you have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come, we were once wrong, y'all. Paul reminds it of us, but he builds us up to let us know what we are now. We have been brought close, brought near by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 8 says, for, for you were once darkness. Come on, we were, we were, we were walking in darkness, y'all. Yeah, our path was dark. We, we didn't even have a shadow. We were so dark. You were once darkness, but now, look at this. You are light in the Lord. Therefore, therefore, walk as children of light. Amen. We was messed up, y'all. We were wrong. We were in darkness. But, but, but God, but God, see, Paul's motivation to remind us is how wrong we were and what we were without Christ in our lives. It was not written and canonized in Scripture to beat us up, but to build us up, to realize and recognize how blessed we are to be those who have obtained in Christ what is worth being thankful for, grateful for, and excited about. Hallelujah. I'm excited about what Jesus Christ did for me, took me from the muck and the mire. Hallelujah. I'm thank Anybody thankful this morning? That God has changed. Peter's motivation was Right, and that's confirmed, looking even more in verses 17 and 18, where Peter acknowledges that their wrong actions toward Jesus was done out of the lack of knowledge, of which the text calls ignorance. Yeah, yeah, and then growing up, that word ignorance, I, I thought it was such a bad word. Ignorance, right? But what it means is that you don't know. Amen. See, some people just don't know better. We have to realize that, amen? Some people don't know that wrong is wrong and will never be right. See, that was the case with these fellow Israelites, y'all. Yeah, they really didn't know what they were doing when they treated Jesus wrong, amen? But, but they're wrong according to verse 18 and uh, uh, had to happen because it was a part of prophecy. Any Bible readers y'all in the house? I hate you, Deacon McBride. Yeah, that, that had to be fulfilled. I love the word of God because, look, look, it backs up what it says. It's authentic and it's true. Look at verse 18. It says, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. I'll just make you run right there. The prophecies that were laid out for Jesus Christ in the word of God have been fulfilled for you and I. That now we can live a life of abundance in him. Amen. Amen. And this fulfilled prophecy, look at this, y'all, if you're taking notes, is recorded. Look at this. Write this down, y'all. It's in Hosea 6, 1 through 4. Zechariah 13 and 6. Uh, Psalms 22. Uh, Psalms 50 and 6, Psalms 53 and 5, and Daniel 9 and 
22. Y'all were searching the scriptures, y'all. Amen. Yeah, because when you share the word of God, you got to be on point to help the people of God see what they need to see in Jesus Christ. His prophecy has been fulfilled. He came to do what he was supposed to do, and he did it. What did he do, y'all? He suffered. He bled. Ah, and he died, y'all. But on the third day, he got up with all power prophecy, y'all. For you and for, for me, his prophecy has been fulfilled, and we are the evidence of that. Amen. Ow! That's why you walk the way you walk. That's now you now talk the way you talk. Hallelujah. Because Jesus has done it all, and all to him we owe. Amen. I owe him something, y'all. I owe him. I can't, I can't, I can't say enough, y'all. I owe him something, and what I can give him is some praise. Yeah, I'm in David mode. I'm in David mode. David was a praiser and a worshiper. Yeah, these verses I share with you are to confirm to you and present to others that the word of God is true. It's infallible. It's right. It's correct. It's ordained. It's true. It's life-changing. Come on, I ask you this every Sunday. Has your life been changed? That you have given yourself over to the scriptures. Not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Yeah, we, 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 we were about to close this thing out. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, look, established the fact that wrong is produced by sin. Y'all agree to that? Amen. Why y'all agree to that? Because the word says, somebody listening in the house. No, I ain't just saying the word. Said it, amen. And we all have sinned. But praise be to God that he loves us so much. He wouldn't and he couldn't leave us that way. So he has put in place a remedy for our wrong. Think about that for a minute, y'all. And Peter finally reveals the remedy for our wrong delivered to us by Jesus in verse 19. Peter says, the remedy, y'all, you write this down and remember this. He says, remedy for your wrong. Look, he says, repent, therefore, and be converted. See, our remedy for our wrong is the act. And the action of repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, see, see, gotta be honest with y'all. A lot of churches are not preaching repentance, y'all. If they preaching is yours. Amen. Amen. Do your own thing, amen. Now the word repentance, it means, look, to turn from sin. Turn away from sin. See, I'm in front of y'all now, but I'm gonna turn. It's to turn away from what will separate you from God. It's to turn away that will what will distance you from God. Come on, you remember when Jesus was on the cross? The Father had to turn away because all the sin. Oh my God! My God. 
Now, these four words, these four words are life-changing. Amen? A turn from sin. See, repentance was the message that John the Baptist was called to preach to a world in need of a remedy for their own. Yeah, I believe God is about to raise up some John the Baptists in this, if that's a word, in, in, in our society and culture. Repentance needs to be preached again, y'all. In the house of God. On the streets. In the mall. In the market. Where you at, Sister Val? In Walmart. That was his message, and it was encased with the act of repentance. Now, repentance, turning away from sin, is not preached or proclaimed like in the days of old. Yeah, I grew up in a, a Pentecostal church, y'all. Yeah, and every Sunday, we talked about repentance. Amen? Yeah, yeah, and it never got old. Amen? Yeah, it, it was a different time and a different people who were, were willing to accept it. Are you willing to accept it this morning? Repentance. That's why the church and we who make up the church have disregarding living, holy, sanctified, peculiar, and peaceable lives and lifestyles that promote Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Come on, I see some of y'all pictures on Facebook. I got some on there too, amen? And, 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 and it's a time when we promote ourselves. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, y'all. It's a time when we want to promote ourselves. The stuff we did. The stuff we have. The places we've gone, amen? But in this scenario, hallelujah, our lifestyles are to promote Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Are you promoting Jesus in your neighborhood, on your job? Hallelujah. Come on, I know they don't like you on your job. I know they done written you up and HR got a case on you, but are you still promoting Jesus? You're not walking around all mean mug. No, you're still greeting folk with love and because it's all about Jesus and Jesus Christ. I know we got to get out of our feelings, y'all, and realize that it's about Jesus promoting him. We have become, look, we have become fond of being wrong just like the world. And it shows in our actions and attitudes towards the things of God. It's tight, but it's right, y'all. It's tight, but it's, I pray y'all taking notes, amen? God gave me this, God gave, and, and what are the things of God, y'all? Let me, let me share with you, look. The things of God are consecration and holiness. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. The things of God are sanctification and truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. The things of God are sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your what? Your bodies as a what? Living sacrifice. 
Look at this. See, you got to see the scripture. Look, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or worship. See, you got to understand this thing revolves around worship and praise. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, what are the things of God? Look, righteousness. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness, look at that, is righteous just as he is righteous. The things of God. Come on, we have laid aside the things of God to practice wrong. In our society, in our culture, in our community, and even in our church. And the Bible says we, we, we are the church. We are the ecclesia, the called out assembly. Of, but we've been called out uh, to be different. No, we're not always right. We mess up. We said amen. But we know that, that the Bible says that, that, that we, 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 we can go to God and confess our sins because he's faithful and just. To forgive you, First John 1 and 9, if you're taking notes, amen? Yeah, get into his presence. See, when we as believers are exercising repentance and turning away from sin, our lives will be moved to honor the things of God. Look at this, y'all. As well as produce fruit, which is an attribute of repentance. Oh, my God. Pastor Benson was hitting that thing last week about fruit. I was like, Lord, you're going somewhere, Pastor. Look at Matthew 8 and the 8 portion. It says, look at this. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. See, the fruit produced from repentance, look at this, y'all. It, 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 it sounds simple, but it is a changed life and lifestyle by those who have completely surrendered their lives to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Your fruit of repentance is you living right. You doing right. Your lifestyle promoting Jesus Christ. God revealed remedy for our wrong in our lives is repentance. Well, you and I, with a sense of urgency, take a hold of God's remedy and produce the fruit of repentance that our lives be different. No, y'all. Those who have made Wrong right in their own eyes. Let us be different as the body of Christ. Amen. Let us love one another. Come on, if you have aught with a brother or sister, go to them. That's the Bible. Let's be different. Let's stop mean mugging each other in the church. Let's be different. Exercise this fruit of repentance that God be glorified. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. The enemy be horrified. Yeah, and we be edified as the body of Christ, as we stand on our feet. God, we thank you and bless you for the remedy you have given unto us. And it's called repentance. Turning away from sin. I know it's difficult because we've been sin a sinner longer than we've been saved. 
That's why you need some help. Oh, my God. And the help comes from Jesus, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your word because it's always right and on time and it gives us exactly what we need. God, we need to hear that today. We need your remedy because we got to repent. We done did some wrong things. We done said some wrong. We done went the wrong places. We got the wrong attitude and we're not exemplifying you in our lives. Help us to take up the banner of repentance. Turn away, turn away, turn away. That God be glorified and the fruit of repentance be seen in your life. Let your neighbors see you as someone different. Amen. Yeah, I was out there. I was out there the other day shoveling y'all. Amen. Because my um, electric mower, my electric shovel didn't come through. And my wife said, you got to go out there and shovel. Because I don't want to fall. You know, I don't want my baby to fall. Amen. Amen. Yeah, anybody, anybody feel the same way about their baby? Amen. Yeah, that's my baby. I don't want my baby to fall. Amen. So, so I, I got my old shovel, y'all, and I took it outside. You know, sometimes I have back issues and whatnot. But I went out and I began to shovel Elder Gray. And we got a two-car driveway, y'all. And, Lord, it was some work, man. It was some work. It was some work, man. But, but, but as I began to shovel, I, I just couldn't stop. I had to go down inside to my neighbor, and I, and I began to, to shovel his front and his sidewalk. But all of a sudden, he opened up his garage door, and he pushed out a snowblower. And I said, man, it took you long enough. <laughs> I just talked to you.